You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice. Welcome back to episode 61 of Goddess Culture. <coughs> Fuck. All right. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> dead right Right. (laughs) welcome back to episode 61 of goddess culture podcast just a reminder that we are doing this from our home so you may hear some noises um it sounds it sounds a little weird yeah because somebody is i don't know running a freaking dishwasher in my living room i don't really know what the noise is or how it's happening but it's been going on all day and you know it's a garage door going up really doesn't it got it yeah uh, it's actually like, like rumbling like a dish like a laundry yeah yeah and um you also may hear a cork come off of a bottle because i refuse to wash another dish so i'm drinking straight out of the uh, wine bottle <laughs> that's where um, we've gotten to these that days. Is where are, and that's where we are so um yeah. how's it going Whew. You know what? Um, at the beginning of this quarantine, I could have thought I wasn't going to make it. But I mean, it's April 14th now. And mm-hmm. I I feel a little more encouraged and definitely out of the headspace that I wasn't before. So I'm actually like really putting my head down and working and focusing. And I'm really enjoying the results. Like, so I'm, yeah, I'm just like enjoying being inside for a second, actually. Uh-huh. And I feel that I agree. I think it took a minute to get into the swing of things just because everything changed so abruptly. Right. But we're in a good, a good working space. Yeah. Absolutely. Specifically us. Like we have done a lot of work. Oh my gosh. Last couple of weeks. I mean, this content, the event stuff that we have been doing, the stuff that we have coming up, like I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. We definitely have been putting our heads down and focusing on our current business, our new business, everything that we have going on. It's it's actually really, it's going really great. It's really going great, which we'll let you guys know about very shortly. It's not like a surprise or anything. We just sensitive about our projects. You guys know, because <laughs> I will go off like, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, we don't need that. <clears throat> Um, as always, if you like what you hear on this episode, don't forget to comment, rate, and subscribe, share with a friend, post our episode announcement to your Instagram story, whatever you like, just go ahead and, uh, you know, share us with the people who you think would appreciate what we got going on. Um, later in the episode, maybe we have a little sum sum that we'll be putting out, um, next week. Um, so make sure you listen all the way through because we're going we're gonna to drop some exciting things that are coming up. Yes. So but, exciting. Uh, let's jump into the news. Um, the Don't Rush Challenge. I love it. I love it. I think I, I want to just start off by saying that, you know, Black girls started this Don't Rush Challenge. And the first initial video was kind of what everyone is using to, wow, Jordan. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we're on Zoom and she just literally said, took the bottle to her head. And I'm proud of her. <laughs> I told y'all. But um, a Black girl definitely started the Don't Rush Challenge and we love to see it. I've loved all the different 
um, types of challenges, the different themes for them. I wanted to do one, but I'm just like, I'm like a two right now on a scale of like one to like 500. So it might take a little longer to get my life together (laughs) for a video. So I don't know. Yeah, I um I need a professional to like buff my face away before I like do something like that right now. So no, yeah, I think they're awesome. I think like the I think the content that has been created in all of this, the fact that we can't leave, the fact that we have to communicate with our friends in new and exciting and fun ways has definitely produced some quality content. I think that people who didn't know that they were creative are finding and figuring out how creative they are. And like realizing what kind of like talent that they actually have. People are upping their makeup skills, their hair skills, and having fun online. We gotta do what we gotta do to keep ourselves sane and happy. And I love to see it. Yes. Um Tiger King. Who that move um it's not really a movie. That show was interesting. So interesting. Like if you haven't already, go to Netflix and watch Tiger King. It's like a eight-part docu-series on Netflix discussing people who enjoy um, having tigers as pets, just like big cats for rescue and big cats for personal use. And just it's just really crazy. <laughs> you go in... Uh... Uh, non-professional zoos, trailer park activity, uh, a lack of teeth, meth, uh, murder. <laughs> That's, I don't know how you roll, and polygamy. I don't know how you roll all that into one, but that is what that show is. And, Pretty much. You know, that bitch Carol Baskin. I mean, that's really... She definitely killed her husband. Let's just start there. Carol, come on our show. Hey, you all cats. What'd you say? Cool cats and kittens? (laughs) Hey, you cool cats and kittens. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was definitely entertainment. It was, I mean, there's nothing else to do but to watch things and read things. And if you have to watch something, you might as well watch something entertaining. My face was like screwed up the entire time. Like, yeah. I was like, Carol, you're not dead ass. You definitely killed your husband, took all his money, and now you started a zoo, but you don't want to call it a zoo because, I don't know, but you're doing the same thing that he was doing. So, yeah, it made no sense. But um, 10 out of 10. Netflix, their docuseries lately have been 10 out of 10, and I definitely enjoyed that one. Yeah, definitely a good time. Um... Nicole Ari Parker and Boris Kojo. This yes. Life. What's up so with she's, that? She said in a video that basically it was a conversation between with her and her husband and then with another couple. Don't was quote it me name. hosted by Black Love or is this for their own thing? Don't quote me on where it was hosted either because I'm not sure. But they were on live and they were talking about, Nicole was basically saying, long story short, that she missed the single life. And I was thinking like, all right, for people who have been in a relationship for a significant amount of time, who haven't had any interaction with 
other people due to the quarantine. And maybe it's because a combination of all those things that she feels as though she misses the single life. But I'm here to tell her, like, she don't want that life. She yeah, don't. Wait, was her words, I miss the single life? Her we words don't. is like, I miss... I heard, like, something like, I miss being in the kitchen and him coming up behind me and stuff like that. But that doesn't scream single to me. That screams new relationship, you know, or exciting relationship, you know? So so that could be it. Like, I feel like maybe she didn't get to elaborate enough and people, you know, take her words and they just, like, kind of run with it. So maybe she misses the excitement. But when you look at her man's face, he was just like, okay, like... So unbothered. He did not care. She, he was like, you actually not going nowhere. He ain't going anywhere, so... Right. We inside. Right. <laughs> Together. Right. And the guy on the other... Like, the person, I guess it was an Instagram... Was it Instagram Live? Because how it was stacked looked like Instagram Live. Or maybe it was... Yeah. Either way. But the guy was like... Oh, Nicole Ari Parker was saying that stuff. And the guy was like, oh, I still do that. And Boris Kojo was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> so unbothered. So it's like... I don't know. Missing the single life. What is the single life? Like dating a lot? Let me say something. <laughs> <laughs> I, for the life of me, would not start over in if I had a, if I had a choice. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm cool where I am, but like I would not be jealous of anybody who had to start over dating in 2020. I'm grateful yeah. that's not my circumstances because. You know, knock on wood, but imagine right now you're like confined to social media and dating apps. I personally don't do the dating app thing because I am nervous about that type of stuff. For sure, I would be the one that's talking to a serial killer, okay? For sure. And we would find out by the 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 uh, disappearance of my body. That's how we would know that made us Social media, like, even though like it's someone that you know or a mutual friend or something, I'm just, I'm 26. I'm not into texting relationships. I'm not into FaceTime relationships. You know what I'm saying? You can't pull up on nobody right now. So I would not want to start off dating in the world of quarantine. That's just- yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good, like the dating pool right now for, especially dealing with quarantine, I think is non-existent. I mean, I'm not sure, but I think it the quarantine definitely presents like a hurdle for people who are in the middle of getting to know someone, especially through a barrier of social media. So I just want to let everyone know while you're dating or whatever you're doing, if you're having fun, if you're single, just, you know, approach everything with caution because right now we're inside. We can't really tell what people are like. And, you know, sometimes people's personalities aren't what they say they are. So just approach everything with caution. And as we transition back to being outside, you know, don't think you know somebody based off of these little, this little month of quarantine where you was talking every time, all the time, because you really don't know that person. So That's to Jordan's point, there are psychopaths, serial killers out here. So just be extremely cautious. Period. Um, so we have decided to add a new segment to the show where, you know, all week, you know, Shanice and I send each other funny memes all the time and shout out to Shanice for this idea. 
we send each other funny memes and what we're going to do is we're going to talk about them and the day we release the episode we're going to um drop the memes and the funny gifts on our stories and we'll probably create a highlight so that you can if you listen to an episode and want to reference it like you know what episode it came from but okay you first because i gotta i gotta pull mine up okay so someone put a meme and they wrote my quarantine routine nap till i eat eat till i nap (laughs) and the only reason i think this is hilarious is because this is exactly what my lifestyle has been for the entire quarantine so i feel like we're all living the same life honestly Somebody said, I finally understand what Usher meant by 50 11 days. Um, T now. <laughs> <laughs> that one was hilarious. <laughs> we thought it was going to be a cute little work from home for two weeks. Child, it's been yeah. sick. Like, 100 million days. There was another meme of what you look like on your Zoom calls with your office. <laughs> and there's one that's like the bonnet ba- bandit. <laughs> your camera is off you got your bonnet on you you pop in every couple of minutes minutes like i agree to that I okay. vote for- <laughs> today. My, sans the bonnet my hair just looked like this okay i look like i went to recess and i have not been outside in three days so Wait, you, your camera's on during your zoom conference no oh. that's why i cannot keep it on um the one with um Nini and Greg and um Oh my god. <laughs> Yo. Um the shade room said Greg blink twice if you're okay. This man <laughs> he's like twice Nini's age. He was like looking through your soul. Like, like I was I, like, sir, are you good? He did not break a smile, okay? Bless no. his heart. Bless his heart. Okay, so that was our funny memes of today. Yeah, and honestly, you have to see them to like really get it. So make sure you <laughs> <laughs> our story. And if you know a funny meme, send them to us because we'll we'll bring send them, them up. Us. Send yes, us, yes, yes. On Instagram. Yes, I agree hundred percent. Send them send the memes because we love a good joke. Definitely. Okay, so the affirmation this week is we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And, you know, that is based on, you know, my own. It's by um, Pierre Deschardins. Um, I brought this on here because it's obviously based on my own belief system. And, um, you know, not everybody believes it in the same way. But I personally believe that, you know, we when we die, there's a world that exists beyond this. And there are people, um, our ancestors or our spirit guides or our angels, whatever you call them, that exist in a world that's unlike our own, that protect us. And, um, you know, I personally believe when I die that I'm not just buried in the ground and that's it, but that, um, you know, the body stays, the flesh stays, but my spirit goes elsewhere. And sometimes we get so wrapped up in what's happening right now, what's going on in the flesh, how life right now is so bad or how life right now is so overwhelming. And I myself still get caught up in that. But when I decide to take a step back and remember that like this, there there is life that's so much bigger than this one moment, this one thing that's bothering me or this one piece of life that's bringing me down like there exists a world outside of this that's much bigger than me that's much bigger than my problems that's much bigger than my circumstances it helps 
like real in the anxiousness and real in the nervousness, you know, like if we believe that there's a God out there, that there's a spirit or a source out there that controls all things, then we can rely on that and not be so scared by what's happening with our own circumstances. So that's when prayer comes in um, to be a big help. That's when relying on um, spiritual advisors or your pastor or, you know, somebody who's well-versed in um, spirituality, that's when leaning on them becomes important. So I know right now we're all bummed out about being home and about being stuck here. And we're, you know, concerned about these four to six weeks or however long we've been in quarantine. Um, but there is, there are things much bigger than this small moment that are happening, that are happening for our good. And, um, you know, we'll be out of this soon. Let's just not get so consumed by the moment and remember that there is something bigger happening. A hundred percent. I'm a firm believer in that the body is just a vessel and you have to do the spiritual work. You have to do the inner work because at the end of the day, that is what truly matters. Um, and to this quote, I am a spiritual being, like I'm a spiritual person. Everything that happens in my life, good or bad, more good than often. But I relate it back to God showing me a lesson or God teaching me a way or God giving me an example of what I don't need and what I do need. So I think in this moment, I saw a post that said, you know, God saw that we all needed a break. Mm-hmm. And this isn't this isn't taking away from COVID-19 because yes, that is a deadly disease that is unfortunately taking away people's lives. But what what is this break for you? Like what is this moment meant for you? And for me, I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Like for the month of March alone, I was supposed to fly to like two places within a couple of days of each other. And I had multiple projects due. I was working in the office for a client. I was working through the nights. Like I wasn't sleeping. Like I was not in a healthy place. Yeah. And through this break, it has given me a lot of time to do the inner work. And it's so scary because Jordan does like majority of our social. So she kills our social, our social media. But uh, today, like she posted uh the four agreements and it's so crazy because literally last night I said to myself like let me go back and like read my notes from the four agreements because I feel like I haven't been doing the inner work and I've been doing like the physical work like uh getting clients pitching and stuff like that I've been doing that but I haven't been doing like the work that God wants me to do like the the spiritual work Mm -hmm. and So I wanted to kind of go back to my notes and like something that kept popping out to me in my notes was like, be impeccable with your word, like be impeccable with your word. When you say something like mean what you say, like do what you say. And I literally wrote it in my notes. I wrote, uh, be intentional about your word. Spend the week doing everything you said you would. This would, this will help you stop saying things you don't mean or stop agreeing to do things that you don't want to do. So I've like, took that and I'm like maybe I'll just you know refresh myself and literally last night I was like I need to send out this and do this and I was like I'm so tired but it's like let me let me just do this work because I already agreed and made that agreement that I was going to do that and that in itself is doing spiritual work like when I come out of this quarantine I want to literally be impeccable with my word like I don't want to say shit 
that I'm not going to do. I don't want to say anything that I don't want to come to fruition. I don't want to be in anything that has nothing to do with my business. Like I just want to be a better person on the inside. And I feel like um, for me, like working on my spiritual and working on myself is really going to be the, the, the upside to this downside, which is being in quarantine. So I definitely want to tell everyone, like, if you have the time to do that in a work, because it's not easy, like you have to be able to tell yourself about yourself. And that shit is not easy because we all think we're perfect. And even if we don't say it, we, we radiate it or we act like it. Like we, we hope that what we're doing is perfect and we're not. So just try to alongside doing things that you want to accomplish, which is the physical work, which is, you know, clients, proposals, et cetera, do the inner work, do the spiritual work, because at the end of the day, your body is a vessel. And mm-hmm. when it's time to go, what body, what, what waist trainer? Okay. <laughs> that stupid. shit don't matter. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. And just it, this kind of is departing from the affirmation, but has everything to do with what you just said. When I posted that, the one that hit me was um, always do your best. And I think, um, you know, right now we we're being inundated with a lot of messages. Like if you're not grinding, if you're not hustling, you're wasting this quarantine, blah, blah, blah. And then we're also hearing messages like it's okay to take a break and you've probably been overworking yourself. And this is a well-deserved break that you need. And somewhere in the middle, you have to strike that balance. And I think that's what I'm that's what I'm learning. So on top of like working my full-time job and then doing um, goddess culture and, you know, other, other projects that me and Shanice have going on. Um, it's easy to be like, all right, I'm gonna do a little of this. I'm gonna do a little of this. I'm gonna take a break. Cause I need a break and I'm gonna jump back in. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. And so when you're not intentional, intentional about how you use your time um, saying, Oh, well, I worked on it feels like enough. But even if you're only going to work for 10 minutes, did you use your 10 minutes to the best of your ability? Did you do the best work in that 10 minutes that you could have done? Right. And I think that's something that has that I have to like constantly tell myself, like it doesn't pay just to like do it for the sake of doing it. But did you do it? And did you do it well? Even if you had five minutes to look at, it, you right. know, um, because that makes all of the difference. Working well for 10 minutes can get you ahead, more ahead than working okay for an hour. We could bullshit for an hour. But right. did you buckle down and send the email and prepare the pitch and, you know, do what you had to do? So, um, yeah, I think it's cool that we both, we, we picked opposite ends of the yeah. agreements. But, you know, that's why we work so well together, because one of us is always focused on the next thing. Absolutely. I love that affirmation. Thank you. Um, Unbossed this week. Yay. So Swap. the well, we could, we could tag team. Yeah. I'm open it up and then Denise is going to take it away. All I wanted to say about Unboxed this week is I absolutely love when um, you guys come to our retreats, you ladies come to our retreats, and um, you brag about yourself and your business. And if you don't talk about yourselves, how would we know? How would people learn about who you are? So I just want to say big ups to uh, Shanice's cousin, Dahlia, who is a blogger and a life coach. And she's the founder and owner of Ask Dahlia. And yeah, girl, I was so glad to meet you in New York. So Shanice, you can take it away. Yes. So my cousin, like Jordan said, she came to our New York sleepover. And we are... We are we were a little um, estranged 
in a sense because we haven't seen each other in a while because we her family like moved like to a different state and like we kind of just like kind of was rekindling a relationship but it was it's so organic because it was like we talk all the time like now but um shout out to my cousin she has a blog and she's a life coach and it's called ask dahlia you can find her social media at ask.dahlia and her website is askdahlia.com but she is like literally the epitome the well the epitome of what type of person you would want to talk to about what your plan is for your life and what direction you need or her voice is so calming it's so strange her voice is so calming her her soul is just like so pure she's so honest she's so unique like she came to the um getaway just like a ray of sunshine I kid you not and I 100% recommend her services uh she has a blog she has um motivational pieces uh she is taking clients like if you're looking for someone she's located in Philadelphia but she's always in New York and DMV uh in PA so she's around so you can definitely reach her or like virtually and she's just like all around a good person and I promise you I do not promote people that I do not believe in like I just don't not even believe in but I just I'm not aligned with and I 100% am aligned with Dahlia and I follow all her content and I'm always engaged. And it always gives me like another question, like, okay, I could connect to this. Let me see where this goes. And sometimes I use her content as journal prompts for myself. So it's just like another effective way to just be on top of yourself and take self-care seriously and have someone to be your accountability partner because she is literally that, I kid you not. So slide in her DMs, reach out to her, and tell her God is culture sent y'all. Okay? Okay. Love you, Dahlia. <laughs> um, yes, moving into our goddess chat. So um, if you have not listened, or I mean, if you have not watched Insecure season four, the first episode, you may want to pause this episode and revisit after you have watched because there will be spoilers. We will be talking openly and candidly about what happened in the episode. I repeat, if you don't want to hear spoilers, you don't want to know what happened, you know, push pause and watch the episode on HBO, borrow somebody's HBO Go password because that's what I did and then catch up and then, you know, come back to the episode, okay? We gave you all fair warning. I don't want to hear from nobody that we ruined it, okay? Okay. Um. So, yeah, I guess the let's do want to first talk about the elephant in the room when um, Issa and Kendola were together yes so okay so Jordan said make sure you guys watch at this point would be the time for you to just stop and watch the episode because we're about to dig in um so what's her name Kendola 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 um so her and Issa are in the office and at this point she finds out that Kendola is dating her ex her business relationship gets a little a little tense. She starts to feel a little, a little, a little off. And not only that, uh, her friend who knows didn't even tell her. So they meet at uh, Tiffany's baby shower and 
Tiffany knows that Lawrence is dating uh, Kendola. And she says later in the episode, she didn't know. But I think that's a lie because how else, you know, would you know to tell? Because remember in the beginning, she was like, finally, like it's out in the open or something like that. So Issa's friend, her actual friend, Tiffany, knows that her ex is dating her business partner and doesn't tell her. Okay. That's really the, 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 the elephant in the room at that time. So can business and pleasure coexist? Can you keep it real and professional, you know, with your business partner and ignore the fact that your ex, which is kind of pleasure, you know, is dating that person? Right. No matter the terms that y'all ended on. Right. I think that there is no feelings when it comes to business. I am... It's crazy because you would have asked me this last year, September, and I would have had been so invested and, you know, thought so much, so much more deeper into it. But going back to the four agreements, don't take anything personal. Listen, business is business. You cannot let anybody get in the way of your bag, like period, nobody, especially not an ex. So I think Issa did the right thing by continuing to have her event because I would I would have continued to have my event. And he's an ex for a reason. And soon she'll see those same qualities or maybe it may work out for her. But I don't know if they'll be able to maintain a friendship, a genuine friendship after that because I can't see myself, you know, being in that kind of mix. That would be a little bit, a little bit too much for me. But, okay, we'll talk about that part later. But um, Jordan said something interesting. You were like, you thought Molly was a little condescending, like raining on her parade towards the end. Mm-hmm. When she was saying that um, you're always in some drama. But now that I think about it, like, is that not true? Like, is Issa not always in drama? I mean, I would say normally she's she finds her way in drama. But I think this time... Honestly, she did the right thing. Like if Issa would have plotted some shit or if Issa would have like made it awkward for Condola, like it was Condola making things awkward. Issa said, fuck it. I got a job to do and you're helping me do my job. We're going to do our job. We can go about our business. Like Issa didn't like show up at Lawrence's house or, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't anything like that. I don't think that Issa brought any drama on in that moment. I think her heart was, you know, it probably hit her heart a little hard when she found out because I'm going to be honest I mean, me and my ex have been broken up since 2012. Why? I can't say that because honestly, I wouldn't care. I I hope he finds somebody nice. But, you know, maybe in 2014 or 15, if I found out that he was dating somebody else, in the back of my mind, I would have probably been like, good for him, but I don't want to hear that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to see that, you know? I don't Mm want to know. Live your best life and be happy, but I don't want to see it. You know, now I don't care. But their breakup wasn't that far you know it's relatively recent mm-hmm. let's say in tv years it's like what two years right like two years so i don't think she involved herself in something that made it messy i think she said let me let me we got a thing to do we have an event to run and i'm gonna run my event with the person who i asked to help me who's doing her job right exactly i 100 percent agree i just think that sometimes when it comes to like dealing with your relationship and dealing with business at the same time, it gets a little awkward and it feels a little bit too much. And I just, 
I just know in my heart of hearts, I could have broken up with that man yesterday and I would not be bothered. If I'm making money, like if 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 this has to do with the bag, like if, if we're talking about in Issa's sense, she was trying to get sponsors for her event. If we're talking about me, like creating a next level in my career, you could have date my, you could have date my, my parents. Like you could have dated, you could have dated damn near anybody. I actually don't care. Like I really don't care because my only focus is the bag. But I think sometimes like in this, like if we bring it down to like what, what we're dealing with in the world, where if you're dating someone and the person knows about it, like it could get so messy. Like if you're dating someone and the person knows that's your ex and they went to date that person, that would be something I would, you know, feel a little more uncomfortable with, but because it was organic and it was. No one knew. Condola didn't, did she know? Condola didn't know. She didn't. She didn't seem like she knew. And she actually didn't seem like she cared at the end. So definitely didn't. She definitely did not care. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, a little bit of me feels like Molly, because her relationship situation is a little rocky right now, she can't be happy for her friend. Like, I mean, the whole episode, we see that she is starting to like this guy and she finds out right before the event that the guy isn't dating her exclusively. So that like rocked her whole feelings about him and made her want to stop messing with the guy. And you know, Issa has something good for herself. Like, I, I just don't appreciate the fact that Molly led with, oh my God, girl, good event or whatever, but you are so messy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not fair. How do you say good job and the and the reason that it was a good job or part of the reason it was a good job, you then shit on, you know what I'm saying? Because your feelings are hurt. I think there's a time and a place and there's a fine line between being a good friend and looking out for your friend and helping your friend see the hard shit and just being an asshole because your feelings are hurt and you want somebody else to be sad with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've all seen the Molly friend. Like we've all seen that type. We've all been around that type. And fuck, like I've actually even been a Molly type. Like I'm not even gonna lie, because y'all know I've done a lot of inner work and I've come a long way. But I've definitely been that person, but never intentionally to diminish someone's light. But like sometimes when like. First of all, this is why I believe like when my life is like spiraling in a downward angle, I just stay inside because I don't even want to say the wrong things because I know I'm just not in a good space. But yeah, you can definitely see like when when the guy told her like he was dating other people, which we'll definitely touch on in a second. But um, when he told her that he was dating other people, like her mood, her vibe, her whole energy switched and... You could just tell, like, she brought that energy to her friend's event, which sucks. And, you know, it's hard to be a human and control your emotions. But at a time where your friend is going through so much, sometimes it's better to say less because, mm-hmm. you know, less is more. And just, you know, especially when you're in a dark place, just try to be quiet. Um, because the more you say, what literally when you looked at Issa's face, when she said it, it was kind of like... Broke her whole spirit. Yeah, like she was excited, like cleaning up. And then you kind of just came in and threw like a whole damper on the parade. And it's just like, that just leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth. If you have a Molly friend, I don't believe that a Molly friend is a bad friend. I believe that you have to check a Molly friend. Like you have to set a certain type of boundary with that type of friend. 
because they can they can teeter on the line of being a negative Nancy sometimes. Yeah. And like, you know, we say it all the time, but you treat people, you, you teach people how to treat you. Right. And in some regard, I think Molly has always had an air of, I have my life together and you don't throughout the entire show seasons one through four. Um, And whereas, you know, a piece of that is technically true. Like Molly has a stable job and, makes a lot of money, whatever, but that gives her no right to make Issa feel bad for where she is in life because we all make decisions and we all have circumstances that lead us to where we are. And unless you're willing to help that person or unless you're willing to step in and, you know, get somebody on the right track and you're doing it yourself, then you really have no room to make your friend feel less than. Right. And speak on it. People who who have been told their whole life that they're perfect and they've been put on this pedestal and they just expect everyone to fall in line are like the most toxic people in the entire world, okay? You cannot expect everyone to do things exactly the way you want them to be done because you've been told your whole life that you're doing great, sweetie, and go to school, graduate, and then you're supposed to just have it all. Like, that is just not going to happen. That is just not the way the world works. That's just not the way life works. Like, have a little, have a little compassion for your friends because I'm that friend. I'm that, that Issa friend who just, just be, didn't have her shit together for the longest time and just kind of like was going through life through different waves and just trying to figure out what was best for me. Yes. Sometimes for some people, it is natural. You woke up one day, decided you wanted to be a doctor at five and you became a doctor. And yes, that is perfect. But some people like me, you know, we don't know what the fuck we want to do. Our parents are immigrant parents who have no idea how the system works for going to school and, you know, what you have to do to become successful because we're, they're here for the first time. So some of us are just trying to figure it out. And I just feel like, because this is a segueing to something else, but I don't want it to go there. But I just want to say, have a little bit of compassion for other people that don't have their shit together yet. Because just because you have your shit together does not mean they won't eventually get their shit together. Because a bad bitch like me is getting her shit together. You feel me? Like, not only that, but like, let's also not negate the fact that like success for one person looks completely different on someone else. Like success for Molly is was law school and was becoming a lawyer. That does not look like, I mean, that's successful for her, but that is not success in my life. Like right. coming up, I thought it was you finish high school, you go to college and you get the job that you went to college for. And that's what success looked like. And then halfway through college, I'm like, I low key barely want to do this shit. Graduated. I'm like, yeah, this ain't really working for me. So I had to alter what success looked like because I felt like a big ass failure because success, I wasn't living out what success looked like at 20 or what success looked like at 18. At 26, I to me, it was like success is just like having a, a solid job, a secure job with benefits, okay? And that doesn't look like success for my personal life anymore because success to me looks like happiness. It looks like enjoying your work. It, like, it looks like getting up and be excited about the work that you do. Right. I'm in a place where I'm building what that looks like, but I am not there. So in that regard, I'm the fucking Easter friend too because I'm grateful to have a job. Lord knows I am. But when I know I can't dedicate as much time as I would like to to things that bring me joy and work to learn how to make 
have them make me money, it brings my whole shit down. Right. You know? So let's, like, we have to be mindful of, like, just because success looks like this on you doesn't mean your friend is unsuccessful. Or like Shanice said, doesn't mean your friend won't get it together. You have to have compassion. You have to have empathy because whether or not you've been there, there will come a day where that's where you are. Nothing will humble you more than this life, okay? You you got a plan, and then it just... It's just not what happens. Like it just goes left. Yeah. So just yeah, definitely have empathy, compassion, speak positive things into their lives. Like and honestly, when I was figuring it out, like in my immediate friend group, I wasn't looking for anything from my friends besides just being my friends. Like I'm not asking you for money. I'm not telling you a sad story for you to feel pity on me. Like I hang out with my friends for a good time to, you know, talk, to to be transparent and not to be judged. So I just think I definitely felt that. Like I felt in the previous seasons too, like, you know, Issa being like all over the place, not knowing what's going on. Like I've been in that place, so I know how it feels. And I'm telling you, compassion and empathy for that person is really all you have to do. You don't have to give them money. You don't have to talk shit about them with your other friends you could talk shit about them with them like you know try to just be supportive not talk shit but like friendly jokes or whatever yeah I think it also pays to be mindful that like just because your friend is is giving you like is opening up and giving you a peek into their life doesn't mean they're asking for advice to be completely real like there are times like with my mom, like early on me moving to Jersey, I think there was maybe like one time, I'm not going to say my mom gives me unsolicited advice, but that's a mom's job. But you know, there's, there are occasions where I've been like, okay, I just want to vent or I just want to tell you this thing without feeling like, you know, you want, like they're, you're giving me advice that I need to take. Sometimes you want to just get shit out and yeah. that's okay too. Like I, I also, like, unless my friend is coming to me and says, what do you think? I kind of just let them talk anyway. Right. You know? I fuck around and say the wrong thing. And here I am hurting your feelings unintentionally. Yeah. I caught myself with that recently, actually. Like, sometimes I just need to just wait until someone says everything before I say something. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I'll say something and then what they say is like, it'll go left. And I'm just like, damn, I did not foresee that. But that's exactly what you have to do when you're uh, developing yourself. Check yourself. Check yourself at the door. Okay, so at the beginning of the episode, we saw that Issa and Molly were doing self-care and what their self-care looked like. So they were doing yoga, smoking a split, talking about their feelings, and they called it Self-Care Sunday. And you guys know that Jordan and I are self-care mini gurus and wellness mini gurus and we just like love to see it so we wanted to definitely dive into uh how to define what your self-care looks like for you and just to start it off what does your self-care look like for you jordan james um it depends the day it depends the time and it depends the mood and that's fine Sometimes self-care, like now, is probably like going outside and getting fresh air. Sometimes self-care is, you know, writing down your feelings. Self-care can look like me crying because I haven't cried in a month. 
It can look like eating a quart of ice cream in one go, drinking wine out of a bottle. It can look like doing yoga and doing fucking squats in my living room with these little weights that I got. You know what I'm saying? It could look like anything. To be honest, if it's a productive use of your time, a productive use of you like getting recentered in your body and realigned with what your heart, your mind, and your spirit need and want, then that's self-care if you ask me. This is self-care. Getting on this podcast and like talking through the things that go on in my mind is self-care. Us having a chance to like unpack an, an affirmation or us being silly and talking about Molly and Issa, like that's self-care. Self-care, it can't always be the crying, you know? Right. And, mm-hmm. But also, you know, self-care isn't, also, isn't always the topical things. It's a combination. It's the internal work. It's the external work. So I agree. I think that self-care is whatever you want it to be. And I feel like so many times, so often we think of self-care, we think it has to be this, like I have to do yoga, like I have to master this in order to take care of myself. And that's just not what it is. But no, I, I think you're about to say master. I thought this was going another way. <laughs> what? <laughs> You just have to figure out what your best routine for self-care is for you. So for me, I enjoy the simple things. Like my self-care, like Jordan said, it splits. It's like internal and external. And honestly, the external shit is not even half as hard as the internal shit. I feel like I could do internal self-care for the entire rest of the quarantine and I still won't be finished. (laughs) Like I have so much work to do, but as far as like external, I enjoy yoga. I've been walking a lot, especially throughout this quarantine. I've been looking at new recipes to try. Uh, Jordan put me onto this like whipped coffee with milk thing. And it's really delicious. It's aggressive though. You need a hand mixer or something, but it's really good. I've been trying different makeup I've been experimenting with skincare, experimenting with hair care, just like everything I've always wanted to do that I've never had time to do before. Yeah. So like making concoctions, trying different drinks. I've brought out my ring light so I could, you know, create different pictures, taking videos, creating content. Like these are all things I've always wanted to do. And I just realized like whenever I'm doing self-care, it always like slides into what my passion project is. And then it just slides into like what my dream job is or like what my ultimate goal for myself is. So it's like a day of self-care for me can start off with doing topical things and doing external things. But throughout the day, like I'm working on myself. I'm working for my job. I'm, well, not my job. Well, technically my job. So yeah, working on my job, but also incorporating things that include self-care. So I'm doing certain projects that I specifically enjoy. So it's just taking self-care and making your own definition of it. And you'll have seasons. I mean, sometimes like how you were saying, like right now, what self-care looks like for you right now is a lot of external, you know what I'm saying? It's it's about the moving and the getting out and the doing the yoga and make yourself look good. So you feel good. Like Mm-hmm. Uh, we go through seasons of like when self-care is really external and when, when it's really internal. And I think it's just so crazy how Shanice and I are always like, we're like the yin and the yang. So right now her, her self-care is a lot of um, external. Mine is so internal. 
mine right now is like scarily internal. Just now starting to get out of scary, you know? Um, Full transparency. I thought 25, my 25th birthday was hard. My 26th birthday was even harder. And something I've been learning about myself over the last few years is one, I'm like 200% sure I have seasonal depression, which means when, you know, it's dark when you go to work and it's dark when you come home and you work all through the day so you don't catch any sunlight, like that shit takes a toll on your emotions in a negative way. And the realization that like, when you cross a certain threshold, um, you're solely responsible for yourself. You no longer have like the the caveat or the excuse of, oh, she's young and made a mistake, you know? Um, you get past a certain age and it's like, no, she's an adult. And when you make a mistake as an adult, you pay for those mistakes as an adult. You don't get you know, someone to come in and bail you out. And though some people do have that, you know, that's not my reality. Um, and I think that has like really taken a toll on me. And also earlier we were talking about like success looking different. And of course, like when I was 18, I saw my life at 25, 26 looking much different than it looks now. So I had to pull myself out of subscribing to the, my thought process and my understanding as an 18 year old child and reevaluate what that looks like as a 26 year old adult. And to be comfortable with the fact that your expectations of your life can shift. And if you don't meet the timeline, it's okay. Just keep working towards it. So my, my self-care right now, which is kind of jumping the gut. I think we, we kind of just did our <laughs> self-care segment. But um, my self-care right now has, has been a lot of like, it's been a lot of nurturing myself. It's been, an, it's been nur- nurturing my adult self because fucking adulthood is spooky. I've been cursing a lot this episode. Sorry, y'all, but y'all know it's um, explicit. Um, But yeah, self-care recently has been literally telling myself like, it's okay to not be where you feel like you should have been or life, this life shit will get easier. So long as you keep working towards the, you know, towards making it easier. So you just have to, you just have to remember that like when we were younger, we had guidance like we had people who told us this is what you're going to do this is where you're going to go this is how you're going to do it and up until like I would say I had guidance up until 2016 when I graduated college and then it was kind of like do whatever the fuck you want Mm -hmm. and sometimes I think most times if you have someone on a schedule like wake up go to school wake up go to school whatever do what you have to go to work and then you tell them, all right, do whatever you want. It's just like, all right, what do I even want to do? Yeah. So for the last four years, you have to spend learning yourself. Like yeah. you have to spend time literally unwiring some of the fucked up things that you have wired through your brain because of generational trauma. You have to unwire uh, some stuff you learned in school that was not even useful, but you spent a hundred hours studying for that has not helped you in your adulthood. I still don't have to do long division at all. Like, what the fuck? Like, we don't have to do long division. We don't have to do any algorithms or anything uh, specifically tied to math at this moment. So it's just like everything that you thought you were preparing your life for, at a certain point, you were just told, all right, you're on your own. Good luck. 
And I think too, like, especially when I think we've both been fortunate enough or like our parents in some regard have told us we can be anything we want to be. And then you spend your whole life hearing, you can be whatever you want to be. And then it's time to do that shit. And it's like, okay, so how do I do it? You know? And you're left to figure out how to be who you want to be. That is hard. Like when you you have yourself for so long, this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. And it's time to act on that. And you don't know what the first step is. Right. And then you don't, you don't have any guidance. And then you have people on social media and at YouTube university telling you how to turn $10 into $300. And now you're all confused. Or I have people telling you, um, if you, you, you need to invest your uh, stimulus check, $200 of that stimulus check to change your whole life. You know what I'm saying? And be rich quick. Right. And work right. on your phone. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, I'm not knocking nobody's hustle because we all need money. I'm not knocking it. But like when you hear people so adamantly preach against what you've worked for and yeah. downplay how hard you've worked, it makes you feel shitty. It definitely does. And we say all this to say is like all all this time that you have on your hand right now throughout this quarantine, if you're if you're fortunate enough to not be sick and to have the ability to work from home, you know, use this time wisely. Like Jordan and I are still work in progress. Like adulthood is so ghetto, so ghetto. If I could go back, I would do so many things to prepare myself internally, externally for where I'm at now. It's not even funny. So many things that I thought were important are not important. Somebody, somebody should have taught me how to fucking do taxes. That's what somebody should have told. Uh, told me how to be a bookkeeper. Okay. Or how to figure out how much you should charge in a, a market. Like, these are things that I wish I could have learned before. And now I'm like trying to learn right now in my big ass grown ass age. Okay? okay. So, yeah. And then uh, self back, back to self-care really quickly. Um, tips to create a healthy lo- lifestyle. Um, a good headspace you can't really do anything from a negative headspace. So I would say if you're not at a healthy headspace, seek help. Yeah. Sit down, start over, reach out to a counselor, reach out to a friend, reach out to a therapist, try to figure out how to get back to a good spot. Mm -hmm. Uh, What were you saying? I was saying a life coach. Oh, a life coach. And we already linked one for you guys in this episode. Um, I would say follow this shit that makes you feel bad about yourself. Ooh. Period. Period. Yeah. You follow like people, like I was saying before, who is like, you're not living life if you're not on Forex. Like, you know what I'm saying? I follow those people. <laughs> and not just them. I'm saying it because, you know, Forex has made social media very funny. But I mean, anybody, like people who body shame your body type, people who only post negative stuff. Y'all, I've said this a while ago, but I had to unfollow Shade Room um, because it was super negative. I had to unfollow Greek shenanigans because. Whereas some like these places should be a, a time to be celebrated. And even if it is good stuff, there's people in the comments shitting on that person. I think it's disgusting. Um, yeah. So you have to unfollow the stuff that doesn't make you feel good. You have to unfollow the people. And that's in that's on social media and that's in real life. Okay. Ciao. I recently have somebody that I love dearly that I had to take a pause from. Had to take a pause because, you know, we grow in different paces. We evolve in different paces. And when you surround yourself by somebody or have yourself involved by somebody who doesn't make you feel good and it's too taxing to explain 
or re-explain why what they do or what they say hurts you or hurts the people around you, we can't fix people. And sometimes we have to remove ourselves. So I think that helps create healthier relationships and lifestyles. That's interesting. I think on the next episode, you should definitely deepen, dig deep into that. I would be so interested to know how you set these boundaries because I've been trying to set boundaries lately and yeah, they don't give a fuck. So write that down so we remember. Yes. Um, Any more yeah. tips for creating a healthy lifestyle? Anything else that we should touch on from Insecure? It's such uh, a short episode. Issa, could we make it an hour? Please. And you know what? The crazy part is I went to, went like I left my house. I watched the Instagram lives leading up to it. Shout out to Team Epiphany. I'm going to tag y'all too so y'all can come look at us and check us out. But shout out to Team Epiphany for the uh, influencer rollout. Okay. The glasses, the setting up the Instagram lives. Um, where was I going with this? What did you ask? I said, Issa, make it an hour. Oh, yeah. She was on live saying, I know y'all going to come at me about this only being 30 minutes. Um, Issa, make it 40 minutes. Issa, make it an hour. Y'all, we bumped it up from 1030 to 10. And I'm thinking in my head, girl, that does not answer the hour question. Are you going to make it? Or are y'all not? Right. I really like Issa. I like her vibe. She's definitely so dope. She needs to send us one of the boxes when they launch things because we are insecure fans and we love the show. Thanks. Um, operating from authenticity and that's why we love her so much it's her through and through that show is her she's not trying to be anybody else she's not copying anybody else's style the girl is doing the damn thing all right fresh face fresh face um so I'm so excited to talk about this brand because I love 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 them um last year July 2019 I received a a little care package from Coco Bina. Uh, they are a natural skincare soap brand. Okay, I am very, like I told you guys, I was doing a lot. So I got this in July 2019 and I didn't use it until the beginning of March. So that's to tell you, like, where have I been? Like, you know, I needed this break. So they have a bunch of different soaps. The one I got was the the original African black soap and then the shea the shea butter and yeah I got the both of those but she has a bunch of different soaps that target different things sensitive skin um, that's called the ganja serenity she has the tropical paradise for oily and combination skin the dynamic duo which is for all skin types and then Ro- royal oaks which is for eczema and dry combo skin. And literally, I promise you, I tried this product. And usually with African black soaps, it gives me like the texture of like Irish Springs where I, you know, that feeling where you feel like squeaky clean. Yeah. Like it just feels like you could be a DJ on your face or something. So (laughs) I was just like, I don't like that feeling of African black soap, but I love the um, the benefits that I receive, which is like clearer skin, evening out the complexion and making your skin really soft and look um, not like dry or damaging. And I kid you not, this product, I've used it, I use it twice a day, morning and night. And then I do my regular skincare routine. I use it as a cleanser and it is phenomenal. It gives you so much, um, it's more like suds 
Like it's it's like you could create like a when you rub it together, it creates like a soap. Like you don't even need too much. The foam you use it on your face, you scrub it in, and then I use my cleansing brush and like scrub it through. And it's really amazing. I love Sabina. She, we've been friends for so long. She's such a dope person. If you want to order something, the link is in her bio. Uh, she has reviews. She has pictures. She can customize for you if you tell her what's going on with your skin. She can you know, let you know which one works the best. And I promise you, I've had nothing but good things. And I'm always very hesitant to use different products on my skin because I'm scared that anything may happen. But honestly, I kid you not, I can't wait to make another order. And I've been raving about this. Literally, I've told everyone. Literally comment on it like twice a day. Yeah, I'm so engaged. Like, you know I'm engaged with a product when every time the company posts something, I'm like writing like, hey, I just used this. What do I do next? What do you think about this? Like, she goes and sources her products directly from Jamaica. And literally, she has pictures of her in Jamaica getting the the ingredients and making the products. And it's just like really, really good for your skin. And I really enjoy it. Like, I'm going to post you guys. I'm going to show you guys where I've started with my skin and where I'm at now because it's been a rough month and I'm finally seeing um I'm finally seeing my skin get clearer I'm finally happy with the outcome and it was all just like really good products and consistency so I'll definitely put that on the page I love it and shout out to Sabina her name on Instagram is Coco underscore Bina and we'll you know tag everything in our description perfect Self-care this week. Okay. Um, Yeah, I had to leave the house. I'm sorry, the United States government. I'm sorry to everybody. I had to leave the house. Like, I had to go and leave the house, and I just had to. Like, I drove in my car, and I just needed to get away for a moment. Because when you're confined to, like, a space, you start to feel like the space is closing in on you. And, like... I I know the signs of myself. I think we talked about this last episode of noticing the signs. Yeah. When you start to go into like a spiral or downward. And I noticed the signs right away. Like I was like trying to sleep longer, trying to stay in bed, ignoring calls. I was like, well, let me catch this right now because you can't be quarantined and be going through an episode or depression or dealing with a lot at the same time because it it could be too much. So I just want to try to keep myself on a good path. So I went outside, I got ice cream and yeah, I went outside. Outside is scary though. After going outside, I was like, yeah, I'm done. It gives anxiety, right? When I go to the grocery store, I feel dirty. So dirty. I feel like so disgusting when I go, but you need to get out. Like when I don't get out, I feel depressed. Then I go out and I'm like, oh, I feel so good. Then I get anxious and I come on back home. But at least for that brief, I get you though. For that brief moment of like breaking right. up the monotony of the day, not right. being in the house. It makes sense. I get it. It makes sense. Yeah. A hundred percent. What did you do? Um, well, to distract myself from all the depressing work, um, I've been watching TikTok. And I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but I'm just going to circle this right on back around that TikTok is probably the best thing to happen to social media recently in a, in, in a funny way um, and in a cool way. Apparently, I like a lot of stuff about like Hawaiians, excuse me. So a lot of like 
um, Pacific Islander stuff is coming up. I've been seeing a lot of hula dancing and a lot of people talking about the Hawaii and the Cook Islands and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been TikTok. That was scaring the shit out of me. So before we wrap up this episode, um, I do want to just remind you all, I think I mentioned at the top of the show that uh, next week we will be posting... Um, basically a virtual week of activities. We would love, love, love for you all to tune in and join us. Um, we will uh, post a schedule so you can see everything um, by the end of this week. And just as a heads up, every single day at eight o'clock or nine o'clock? Eight nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. Every single day at nine o'clock, Shanice and I will be going live on our Instagram um, with journal prompts. We'll talk about what's happening for the rest of the week. Um, we'll also be kind of doing a mini goddess culture episode type of situation. Um, so if you like listening to us, you get to see how crazy we are live. Um, and we're going to be putting out content because we need it. We need things to distract us from this like shitty ass circumstance. So right. Join us. We'll be posting the schedule. If you're on our email list, we'll send it to you via email. So subscribe. We'll remind you about everything via email. Um, tag a friend, tell a friend, and we hope you tune in. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. As always, we'll see you guys again on the next episode. And join us next week. We'll be super engaged. Can't wait. <laughs>